Hi, I'm George. I'm Dan. I'm Rick. And And we are Queer Magnolias, the podcast. Each episode, we're going to talk about what it was like growing up gay in the South. The trials and the tribulations. The joy and the struggle. And more importantly, how we became who we are today. Oh, honey, queer and fabulous. So come on in, y'all, and get comfortable, Shug. Kick off your shoes and sit a spell. And at the end of each episode, we're going to meet up out on the front porch for my favorite part of the podcast... Happy Hour! So join us for an all-you-can-eat buffet of cutting up, foolishness, and caring on. Always served with a heaping helping of sass. And that's a Queer Magnolia's guarantee. Sometimes, life can be a drag. It's only perfectly normal to indulge in the little things in life that keep us sane. Or get lost in a little personal paradise away from paradise. I love Paradise Island. <laughs> so today, we're going to divulge our most inner indulgences, our guilty pleasures. <laughs> All righty then. <laughs> Is it a trashy TV show or book? Campy music you just can't turn off? Or maybe it's a delectable treat you just can't admit to eating? Huh? Let's hear what I'll you have to say, Magnolias. <laughs> But we're about to it. Yeah, like, yeah. we'll never tell. That's really for about what, 30 seconds. That's Honey, not if, what we're here for. If you tell li- for about 30 seconds. If you've listened to our podcast, you know we tell it. Uh, we well, bring one way or another, somebody's going to tell it. <laughs> if you don't tell it, we'll tell it for you. <laughs> well, I don't know about y'all, but, <laughs> but resisting the urge to go for the low-hanging fruit here, I'm actually going to talk about <laughs> something uh, that I rarely talk about. In public, and it's my favorite guilty pleasure of young adult <gasps> novels. Okay. I want to read at your level, honey. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't tell anyone, because of that. Elementary so, primer, here we come. <laughs> but I will say, I think one of the reasons why I love them so much is because they are a fast read. Yeah. Uh, you get through them very quickly, and it doesn't require a lot of critical thinking, and you just go along for the ride. And I kind of love everything about it. Are that. we talking about, like... Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> My friend Flicka. Yes, exactly. So what are you talking about? Right. I mean, what what would a young adult novel be to well, you? Well, my current favorite young adult author is Robbie Couch. And we've talked about him on the oh, show yeah. before, yep. The Sky Blues. So he, he writes young adult novels. And like I said, they're great stories, but they move at a very fast pace. So it's not like you have to spend a lot of time analyzing. It's not like an Anne Rice novel, which <laughs> I love Anne Rice, but come on. She gives a lot of backstory and a lot of detail, and you really kind of have to stop and take a step back since, wait, this person's related to this person, that like Memnock series. Uh. Oh, my God. It was – I had to do a diagram just so I knew who was who in the whole thing. So Yeah, girl did love her words. <laughs> <laughs> and also another favorite was the Maximum Ride series. I don't know if you guys have heard of that, but it's a sci-fi series about kids with wings. and Like abilities. Sweet Valley High with like – X-Men? <laughs> sure, yes. Exactly. <laughs> and also young adult TV shows, I guess, as well. You know, some of my favorites would be Charmed. I think I prefer the original Charmed mm. versus the, mm-hmm. the new one. Superman and Lois, I'm just crazy about, but I'm also big about superheroes, so that probably goes without saying. And then also, I think we've talked about this show before, Riverdale is a fun one. Oh, oh yes. Yes. Yeah. That show has something for everybody. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like some part of Riverdale, you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Certainly. Right. Check yourself for a pulse, honey. <laughs> 
Anybody else? Guilty pleasures? What you got? What you got? So, my guilty pleasure, like, and I'm only going to talk about one because it's so shameful. It's that 1995 movie about the little stripper that could. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Of course it is. Of course it is. Of course I'm talking Showgirls, Elizabeth Berkley. That movie is such trash, and I love it so much. (laughs) yeah i think that's all right you know i think it's nice to have something to escape into right you know i mean maybe you just trigger your inner stripper but i mean well well now i know why you have such a fascination with ice at the end of every episode i see exactly (laughs) and poles just watch yourself honey some bugle bees are gonna get spread on that staircase (laughs) did you know that it was the first and to this day only nc-17 rated film that's had wide release Wow. Yeah. I don't think I knew that. Well, there you got a little trivia for you. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I, it's the lines, there's so many lines I could quote, so many. <laughs> Give us two. We're all whores, darling. <laughs> <laughs> we take, we show them what they want and we take the check. <laughs> well. And then my other favorite is places, okay? Places. <laughs> <laughs> that pool scene where she's flapping around in the oh water. Uh, no one has sex like that. I, I love I, that they're under that the fountain. It's just like the water is hitting them the whole time. It, it makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It's like, they were hiding from the censors. Uh-huh. Well, no, they were hiding from acting is yeah. what they were doing. <laughs> you know, no, she got please. Ra- we didn't even know who acting was at that uh, point. She got raked over the coals for yeah. overacting and it's it, it, it did not do well in the box office, but it has become a complete cult classic. Mm-hmm. I agree, yeah. I um, so I don't... Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. I don't think it blew the, the ratings off, obviously, to begin with. But, you know, it, I don't think it did badly, did it? I mean, it was... It was a flop. I, it was oh, a total really? flop in the box oh, office, but it has become that. a cult hit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it did, it really gained momentum once it became available to rent. On yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, you know, some people might not have wanted to go to the... Theater, you know, that happens That's a lot true. in Bible Belt places where they want the DVD or the VHS. I, I can't be steam walking in Precisely. there. Exactly. <laughs> it's but, like going to the liquor store in the next county over because you don't want your neighbors to see you. Well, and to be fair, also. I just parked in the back. Right. But, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, also. <laughs> <laughs> that side eye. What was the side eye? <laughs> I'm just picturing you at bookstores. <laughs> They see the Glitter Gulch <laughs> Capital Corral. <laughs> Don't point at me. <laughs> Pointing at you. Um, so when they did release it on VHS, because, you know, it was VHS back then, it was really, they did make an R-rated version. It got like two minutes of sex and a lot of the nudity so that it could go to places like Blockbuster. <laughs> so you could rent it without having to watch an NC-17 film. So it's Elizabeth Perkins and who's the other Elizabeth one? Elizabeth uh, Berkeley. 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 Oh, yeah. whoops, sorry, Elizabeth. And Gina Berkeley. Gershon. Gina Gershon. Oh, okay. And this thing about the movie that I think a lot of people have a hard time with, and I also have a hard time with, there's one character in it, um, Molly Abrams, and she's like the super nice girl. She's the one that picks up Elizabeth Berkeley's character and gives her a oh. place to live, and like she wants to be a costume designer, and she's the one really good grounded character through the entire movie, and she gets brutally raped. Like yeah. it's so oh, wow. brutal. And then of course it gives the It sets up the hero. It sets up Elizabeth Berkeley's character going in and kicking the ass of the guy, but it's uh, but it heels. is so in high, completely in high heels and like a bustier with like rouge nipples. It's like amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. That reminds me of Rick's favorite show with Linda Carter and Lonnie Anderson. Oh, I dropped my purse, thief. 
running in six-inch heels. Ah, I've got him in my sides. <laughs> that was a cute show. What it, it like was three episodes. Cute. It was terrible. But you know they, they are dear good. friends to this day. Actually, were you with mm-hmm. me the night mm-hmm. that we went to see Linda in concert and Lonnie hey, showed up? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, they are still close friends. But Always oh. find a way to work in Wonder Woman, don't we? Every episode. So did I mention Martha Stewart? <laughs> Does she have a cameo? Just in? to throw it in because I need to. I mean, that is a little bit of a guilty pleasure of yours. Martha, but everybody knows about Martha. I'm not ashamed to talk about that. <laughs> they know from you, but yes, of course. To what extent? Completely obsessed. <laughs> completely obsessed. Mm. So what about you, Mr. Jacob? Well, you know, I was going to go down the TV route, but I think I feel like everyone is going to kind of be on board with that. So I've had, I've, I've played video games my whole life and I've been obsessed with like little tiny, small games, um, phone app games like Candy Crush. I put in <laughs> hours and hours of Candy Crush to the point I, I mean, I put money into it. So that's definitely something I don't, <laughs> I had to, What's that farm one? I did Farmville. Farmville. (laughs) I might have paid. I wanted Uh one of those rickshaws Uh from India so badly. (laughs) I put $40 Uh on Facebook at least one time. You buy that that Farmville cash or whatever. That damn rickshaw. I was going to have one one way or another. Uh Rickshaw. That was my my stage name Uh back when I was 17, my first time out. Uh, Right. So what are the games? Uh, well, there's one that was similar to Farmville. It was like you had a little cafe. Okay. Cal cafe World. Yes, I, I remember that cafe one. World. Oh, my gosh. It's so funny because when Facebook was first out, or maybe not first out, but it hadn't been out so long, they partnered up with somebody who did these games and stuff. And Facebook and this company, whose name I really should remember because they did both Cafe World, Farmville, and a whole bunch of other ones, they made a shit ton shit of ton money. Of them, yeah. But the fact that when you were on there playing a game, you were just spending more and more time on Facebook, which, you know, those, those that generated revenue of course, dollars, of course. advertising dollars and shit. So it was, it was crazy. And they really kind of revolutionized pay for play. Yes. Because um, the whole catch was that it was all free until you wanted shit that you really wanted right. and then you mm-hmm. put your money into it. Right. It or you for, had, oh, you had to wait two weeks. Right. You had a weeks. business meeting and your fucking corn died in the field <laughs> and then you, you finally get the boss to go away so you could log on to Facebook and find all <laughs> and your crop, corn dead. Yeah. The crops have gone. <laughs> you picked a fine time to leave me, Lucille. Right. <laughs> we ain't gonna eat this winter. <laughs> you know, there I was. I hated growing up in the country and I played Farmville I for mean, several years. It was just crazy. <laughs> Well, I, being a pastry chef working in the kitchen, yes. well, I'm, 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 I'm tired of these damn cookies in real life, but I'll play one online. Right. Uh-huh. It's going to take eight hours for my souffle <laughs> to rise so I can serve it to my customers. But, you know, I think that's a it's a fun thing. Um, it kept us off a of bar stool for like 15 hey, minutes hey. or something, right? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, yeah, it keeps you grounded a little bit until you're like, <laughs> Wow. I've put too much time into this. But I, I feel like it's escape, you know, it's escapism. Guilty pleasures are escape, so. It is, and mm. I knew that it was time to stop farming on the day that Facebook sent me an email, and I'm not joking about this, saying, well, you were interested in this particular thing on the farm. You know, you've got X amount of dollars in your bank, but if you add two more, you can get this. And I said, oh, that's it. I went on to Facebook. I deleted Farmville. I, 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 first of all, I deleted all the crops one by one because I was so angry. And then I deleted it 
from my phone, the laptop, the whole nine yards, because I'm like, you know what? This was fun for a minute, but when they're sending me emails to my personal email account asking for two more dollars, I'm like, nope. Yeah. So about she gets so once, mad about marketing. I right? <laughs> she went in that farmhouse and burnt that bed. I burnt the damn thing down. <laughs> Honey, Farrah was still in the bed when I set it on fire. I'm telling you. Oh no, it was her husband. So <laughs> yeah, not her. All right. Well, I think I think it was just that thing that what I realized is. Some things in life make me anxious. And because I was getting these constant reminders to do something, it elevated my blood pressure and it made me mm. anxious. And then, you know, it's just sort of one of those. You, I can't farm. Well, I could, obviously, <laughs> but it was hard to set a timer for 2.15 in the afternoon when I'm supposed to be at work. To, to farm, water the crops. <laughs> yeah, to water my crops and stuff. Because, I mean, it was fun for a while, but it was so like, you know, this is it just made me anxious all the time. That is one thing. Everybody at this table, and most of you in the podcast world probably know, I love apps. But the thing is, sometimes they make me anxious. If I look, I've had to take Facebook off, Facebook Messenger off my phone. Because, you know, you constantly, if you open it, people are like, oh, he's online. We should talk, talk, talk. I'm like. It makes me anxious, so I delete. Well, you it. can also set your settings to private yeah, and turn off notifications. Well, and I mean, I understand you know. that. I understand if I see notifications, I have to go and well, have to look. Right. Yeah, well, like Precisely. I have to clear this notification, that, otherwise, I'm going to have that yep. red number. But that's why they that's do incredible. that. I mean, it's look, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's called it marketing. Is. Yeah, it's <laughs> I know what it's called. Sure. It's also called stress. I, I mean, I, I, I mean, can drink before noon, but I try to wait till after. It they, says, you know, Facebook Mickey's col- hands are all up in the air. Oh, Facebook collecting your data. Shock. Oh, right? <laughs> like, I mean, you signed up and you hit, yes, it's okay for you to accept my data when you oh, signed up. I so thought they were talking about other cookies. I was hungry. <laughs> Jake said, I bake cookies. You uh-huh. bake cookies too? No, it's not. I don't mind the fact that they collect my data. The th- thing is i know it's free mm-hmm. so i have no expectation that they won't be using everything they can get i will say that for like a hundred years i refused to give facebook my telephone number and then they bought fucking whatsapp and they have my telephone number. Uh, see. so and i'm like you know that that's why they bought it they got you they got me hon that's why they bought it. That, that that's him uh-huh. sitting sitting to up get, in his little castle. To get like, you know what? I'm gonna get Danny White's information. You know what? This will do it. This. I'm gonna buy this WhatsApp and I'm gonna have all Danny White's information right here. Zucky Let's said. Do it. Zucky said Dan will not give me his number, but I can find it one way or another. I got you, girl. Eyes <laughs> watching. What is it? I'm gonna get you. I'm watching you, and yeah, it'll come to me. Eventually. I always feel like somebody's, somebody's watching, watching me. me. Yes, that's it. Exactly. Exactly it. I feel persecuted. Like I get no privacy. <laughs> right? I get no privacy. <laughs> yeah. Not even on OnlyFans, for heaven's sakes. Oh, Lord. Well, Talk speaking of OnlyFans, is that your guilty pleasure, Dan? No, it is not. So I have. I will share two guilty pleasures. Okay. Of seven. <laughs> Seventy. <laughs> so one big thing is I like candy and sweets, but I don't have a sweet tooth. So my mother was the opposite. If if she saw a piece of candy, chocolate, whatever, she had a complete sweet tooth. I'm not that way, but occasionally I get a craving and I'm going to have it if I have to burn down the city to get it. So yesterday I went to the grocery store and I'd had lunch and all, but all of a sudden I had a craving. So here's Dan pushing the cart up and down the chocolate aisle. And I decided not to get a bag. I got one chocolate bar at, at the checkout. 
But I tell you, I hadn't cranked the car before I'd already finished the candy bar because <laughs> I just had a craving and I wanted it. So. Which one? I got a Snickers. Snickers. It, it has to have a nut in it. Yeah. Chocolate so, has to have a nut. You said you had to burn down the city to get it, hence the Great Fire of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> it was not Miss O'Leary's cow. No, honey. So my other guilty pleasure is definitely... Southern soul music. And so this is me getting ready to go out. So I'll, you know, I'll put on a nice shirt and shorts or pants or whatever I want. And I'm going to a bar and I'm going on my own. And then comes Miss Ann Peoples. I'm going to tear somebody's playhouse down because I crank that shit up. And that's the way I get ready is on Southern soul music. You know, hello, Barbara. This is Shirley. I love that. Oh, yes. It's my go-to. It's my thing to get ready. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it puts me in a mood to go out. But I do love soul music in and of itself. But that's my guilty pleasure for going out. So if you ever hear... And people screaming at the top of her lungs, you know, I'm getting ready to go oh, out. There she goes. Uh-huh. She's she beating that mug. <laughs> I think my go-to is Nina Simone. Whenever I'm getting ready in the morning or getting ready to go anywhere, I need to throw on Nina Simone for two or three songs at least, just to kind of get me up and out the door. Mississippi, Mississippi goddamn. God yeah. That's right. <laughs> we had that drink on one of our episodes. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, I like Nina, but Nina would not be the person that gets my engine running to go out. I like it. I mean, yeah, she's not one. She's her music's not typically happy and joyful, but I do kind of. It just sets a vibe for me that I like. I can relate to that because, like, I love to get the same thing. I think we all probably do it when you're getting ready to go somewhere. And if I'm going out, like, I love to put on Lana Del Rey, and she is not happy or joyful. But it's whatever speaks to you, right? I know. Yeah. I, she's you know she's yeah. always thinking about some host situation that I like to imagine myself in. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I get home, it's Dinah Washington singing "Me and My Gin." You know, I see. <laughs> You've been a good old wagon, but you've done broke down. When yeah. I get home, it's usually Carl's Jr. and whatever's on the fucking TV. <laughs> <laughs> whatever music's playing at Carl's Jr. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Taco Bell drive-through music. <laughs> Weep cheese or without cheese? <laughs> That's funny. (laughs) That's definitely a guilty pleasure. I'm glad I've kicked. I don't eat a whole lot of fast food anymore. You eat slow food now? Well, real food. (laughs) Oh, oh, me too. But I think that Carl's is. Carl's gets me every time though. (laughs) But but that so for me now since the pandemic, I've started cooking a lot more. Yeah, and so I don't do as much. I don't do as much, uh, you know, fast food and delivered food and things like that. I do love, Danny, I can see you looking at me. Calm down, girl. I'm about to say I do love my DoorDash, my Indian food, well, and my, that... hot, my hot chicken and oh, things like chicken. that. Oh, my God. But... Postmates, Uber Eats, that's a guilty pleasure because that is so much money for me. It is so expensive. We don't want to talk about it's how much ridiculous. money we spend on, <laughs> on, uh, <right? laughs> on having a, t- a $15 meal delivered. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's only at $35. It's $40. Oh, right. What the hell? <laughs> I, I had someone gift me a DoorDash gift card for Christmas <laughs> and within the week between Christmas and New Year's and it was $100 that goddamn thing that, was gone yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what, three meals uh, two and a half two <laughs> and it was breakfast because I, I have I have Danny knows this I have this thing when I whenever we have a night out and God knows there are a few uh, I two. might show up the next morning with a hangover and I'm like oh 
fish can handle this. And if I can't convince Danny or one or one of the neighbors to go out to Carl's Jr. or McDonald's for sausage biscuits, I'm not above paying thirty dollars. <laughs> Whatever it takes, just bring it. Right. <laughs> not my biscuits. <laughs> not my sausage it's, biscuits. <laughs> it's the pleasure of having Emmys. All of a sudden, you can afford oh, <laughs> delivery. She thinks she's arrived. <laughs> At Carl's Jr. <laughs> Do you know who I think I am? <laughs> oh, I love that. I want that t-shirt. <laughs> You're a legend in your own living room. <laughs> Goddamn right. You should see that acceptance speech at the crack of midnight every night. <laughs> oh, is this what happens when the DoorDash driver gets here? Exactly. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> you bow, and then turn and bow, and then turn and bow. I just would like to thank you for, for arriving with my food. I would like to thank... <laughs> You, you love don't. me. You really you love really me. Really love me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't mean to step on your toes. <laughs> oh my god, it's hilarious. Mm-mm-mm. Y'all ain't right. Uh huh. Well, you know that. I think that's the thing about a guilty pleasure too. I think each person has one. Mm-hmm. They're look. They're people who their guilty pleasure is you know reading the Bible eighteen times a day. If that's your bag, that's your bag. I, you know, I totally dig it. You know, if it's, you know, let's have one more cocktail. Talk about a YA novel. Right. Burning hell. There, there were a lot of animals that got on that dinghy that day. That's all and I know. And two lions. I guess. What are you going to do with those? <laughs> okay, I'm going to burn in hell. I'll stop. Well, <laughs> there is that. You, you have a reservation? <laughs> right up front, girl. <laughs> When you say YA novels, I, of course, immediately think of the YA novels of, like, my childhood or, like, my teenage years, which are, like, Babysitter's Club and, like, oh, I said, like, yes. Sweet Valley High. And But I think YA novels have grown so much yeah. since then. They're not that... Twilight. Sort of, oh, well, then there's Twilight, of course. <laughs> uh-huh. well, and it starts with, like, the Twilight series and things like that, which are fantastical stories that are fun to read, but they, you know, they're never, they're not going to change anybody's life. No. There's nothing about this book that I, I'm not going to do a, you know, a fucking three episode podcast on this book, but it's just a joy to read. And for me, I have a pretty stressful job and a pretty stressful day to day a lot. And I like to come home and just check out. If I can yeah. just pick up a book and disappear in a story that I don't have to think a lot about and I can just Go along with whatever's happening or even the TV shows. My favorite thing is to get up early on Saturday morning and watch Charmed. It's always been one of my favorite things for as far back as I can remember since the show started. And just get up and watch an episode or two and ease into my weekend that way. So, Well, speaking of Charmed, are you Shannon Doherty or are you Rose McGowan? Oh, I'm Shannon Doherty all the way. All the way? Yeah. I'm a huge Shannon Doherty fan. Okay. So th- I guess that means you arose, George. Is that right? Well, honestly, I think I was. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I like both of them. I think they bring something different to the show. I think Definitely. I like Shannon Doherty a little bit better, but I, I enjoyed Rose McGowan's interpretation as well. What's the what's the mousy one? I don't uh, know. Term, so I don't hold know. on. Shit. Piper. Piper. I like her. But Lord, but oh, that, that's but Lord, is she you mousy? Didn't have to say but. No, is she mousy though? I mean, honestly, oh, well, she mousy, <laughs> she mousy. Well, I mean, I to your point, I actually think that both Shannon and Rose brought 
different things to the role. What I really loved is how they handled it story-wise. Instead of just doing a complete recasting and sticking with the same character, they wrote Shannon out of the show and Rose into the show. And then they did it in such a way that was so perfect that I'm like, is this planned? I mean, or was this just one of those fortuitous moments where you had an opportunity and you you took it? The way they handled it, I thought was great. But there are other like Alyssa Milano is probably my favorite character. Yeah, of I agree. Them, so. I agree. And Piper, who is played by, what can I think of her I name? I can't remember her name. I like Piper. So the funny thing is, I call Piper annoyed me. Well, so and she I- had the coolest power, but she annoyed me. And I I called her mousy, but you know the thing is, when you have Shannon Doherty and Alyssa Milano, really, where is there to go? You have to, she's the middle sister, at least in my mind. You know, she's just and she became she's the, the Jan older, Brady, but yeah. she also became the older one when Shannon left. And yes, yeah. there was a whole two or three episode arc about that. So about that show, what was her boyfriend's name? He was my favorite, Leo. Oh, Leo, call me Leo. <laughs> <laughs> Holly Marie Combs. Holly Marie, Holly Combs, Marie yeah. Combs. That's right. So she did a never mind a movie with that seventies guy that she played poker. It was actually pretty. Oh, oh Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, that's right. She's in Ocean's Eleven. Opposite Brad Pitt in that yeah, scene. See? I was like, look at you, girl. Look at me remembering. Piper done showed up, honey. But you know what's interesting to me about a character like Piper was I feel like it's very much like the original Willow and Buffy because it was kind of mousy. She was kind of like bookish, but Willow. Her character arch throughout Buffy was so amazing. And right. so, like, where they took her, which they didn't really do with Piper, you know? No. Moving I, her to the older sister and then ending there, I mean... I, you know what? I've, I sort of felt like Piper was the steady paycheck. No. She wasn't the... She wasn't the, oh my gosh, I got a promotion because I'm this fabulous. She got a steady paycheck. I got my paycheck. And I don't mean as an actress. I mean as a character. She just got a steady paycheck. But as an actress, I, has she done anything else? Well, she was with Brad Pitt in Ocean's wow. Eleven. But that's <laughs> well, still during the show, though, I think. I don't know if she's at, she might be doing other stuff. I actually haven't followed that much. So uh, Alyssa Milano was really the one that I kind of glommed onto and mm-hmm. followed. And then Shannon Doherty, I follow on social. I don't know if you know, she had cancer. Yes. Uh, and... What, but what I was most struck by, and I'm going to switch gears and talk about social for a minute. I was most struck by the relationship between Shannon Doherty and, um, Buffy, uh, Sarah Michelle Geller. Mm. They are super tight. And when mm. Shannon Doherty was going through all of the stuff with cancer, uh, Sarah Michelle Geller was there for her every step of the way. And I'm like, for the two of them to be coming up in a, in TV shows at the same time that were in a sense pitted against one another mm-hmm. and to be as tight as they are, that's pretty great. But weren't they on a show together before? Possibly, Pardon. I don't know. I, I could. I seem to think she and came I could from be the wrong, soap opera world. So. so I'm. I don't know what made me think of that, but I'm. I'm almost wondering if they didn't do something together before they were both on their respective. She comes from uh, the soap opera world on All My Children. So you played a character on that show forever, and she came from that show to Buffy. Whether she did something along the way there with Shannon Doherty, I actually don't I'm, know. I'm not sure either. But you know, Shannon came from the. Um, was uh, Aaron Spelling came from Aaron Spelling's world. Set that up again. So Shannon came from the Aaron Spelling world, right? Right. Yeah. I, I seem to. Th- I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I you know. Well, I she drink. originally started on uh, <laughs> Little House on the Prairie. 
What? Uh, Shan, yeah. she was on Little House on the Prairie. Well, she you must know have what? been incredibly young. She was. Yeah. And she, she was, must have been like one or two episodes, because I watched was, Little House on the Prairie she was the on whole on way through. She's in the later years of Little House on the Prairie, but she was on Little House on the Prairie. Uh, then she came to the Aaron Spe- I don't know her whole chronology, but then she was... Aaron Spelling shows, I think 90210. Brenda. Uh, and then she did a Never few other Aaron Spelling shows. She would come and go from all of the Aaron Spelling stuff. Okay. So. All right. Did you watch the 90210 reboot? Maybe thinking Nev Campbell in part A couple five. episodes. Maybe. Maybe. Enough <laughs> said. Enough <laughs> 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 said. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I, you know, I have another guilty pleasure. Uh-huh. I can't imagine on? what it is. <laughs> it's called the front porch. <gasps> um, I need some chocolate. Can we have some chocolate with our cocktail on the front porch? Yeah. You gonna go burn down a grocery store to get it? If I have to. <laughs> <laughs> this will be the great fire of Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> I did bring some chocolate today. <gasps> yeah. I wonder what the drink is. I wonder if it would pair well with it. We Whatever it is, I'm sure it'll work great. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, y'all. See you on the front porch. Hello, welcome to the front porch, y'all. Hey, y'all. Hey, everyone. Hey. So we spent the last uh, better part of the opening episode talking about guilty pleasures. I thought, why not bring on queers and soaps? Because soaps are always a guilty pleasure, right? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) So welcome, Tommy and Aaron from Queers and Soaps. Yay. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. And for recommending this drink. (laughs) <laughs> well, she knows how to get the party started. I mean, uh, what are we drinking? We're, we're drinking a Restless Days, and its subtitle is The Hung and the Breastless. Cheers! <laughs> or The Days of My Liver. <laughs> Cheers! Does it, does it taste like lies and devil possession? Of course it does. <laughs> it has black cherry, it has <laughs> and it has vodka. What better? And a little steak, mix of Satan to go along with it. <laughs> or UQ. <laughs> Back demon. Back down my throat. Girl. <laughs> so guys, tell us a little bit about yourselves and how you met. Uh, well, we met on Twitter and we don't really remember who followed who first. We may have had mutuals and we just saw like a retweet and we just started DMing each other whenever like breaking soap news would happen and we just became really good friends. But there's Twitter. also a very good chance I probably went, oh, he cute. And <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a good chance. <laughs> so I have to ask, is this porn Twitter or regular Twitter? Soap Twitter. <laughs> oh yeah, soap Twitter is its own thing. It's probably worse than porn Twitter. <laughs> that could be mean. It was probably either a Days of Our Lives thing or a Dynasty thing, and we just mm-hmm. started chatting. Became and friends. Never stopped. And <laughs> We're a lot. How did you guys decide that you wanted to do a podcast together? We were well, chatting on Facebook and talking about soaps, and mm-hmm. I was said, why have we not ever done a podcast? Tom yeah. said, well, I don't know. Yeah, I said, I've always wanted to do a podcast, but I never knew how to get it started. And he's like, oh, my God, I've always wanted to do a podcast. And I just kind of brushed it off like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, it's never going to happen. Two days later, he had me recording. (laughs) I purchased my mic before we were done with that conversation. Said, get ready, girl. (laughs) 
See, I, and I was so I was so nervous because I didn't know how it was gonna sound, if I was gonna like listening to myself. I was quitting up until the minute he pressed record. He didn't know that, but I was quitting. <laughs> and the show would have went on. But that's what I love about Aaron is the fact that when he makes up his mind to do something, it's like, oh, fuck it, I'm doing it. And he just, he's all in. And I, lo- mm-hmm. I absolutely love that. So I love that he showed up two days later with uh, a mic and a studio and like, here, we're doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds like someone we know. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the thing about COVID. I was like, I'm wasting my time in the South. Hmm. So I just said, no, what? Fuck it. I'm going to start doing everything I want to do. Good. I think I that's that. the same. It was sort of the same way for us. So we mm-hmm. we got together one night at dinner, and somebody mentioned something about a podcast, and we were all four interested in doing it. And then you know we moved at a quick pace as well. I think within three weeks we were oh, yeah. up and running. You know, recording, and then <laughs> ask us how many times we recorded the first episode. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> the first. Episode is the most recorded episode in the history, the history of the world. Of <laughs> well, we used to record, and I, I don't like watching myself. I understand now why actors don't. So Tommy would go through and like pinpoint where I needed to edit out. Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, do you care if you... I'm like, I don't care what I say. If it's funny, let's keep it in. Uh, I'm all for a joke. So I'd go and edit it and be like, send him the final copy. Then we would post it. Now we do live and we're just like, hmm, yeah. Whatever. Oh, yeah. We used it to used to be so time consuming watching the same at least three times watching it. And like now I'm like, now we're live and I'm like, all right, where's the camera? Fuck it. Whatever. We <laughs> <say we're> <laughs> yeah. Cause this bitch has me watching like 40 <laughs> shows a week. I'm like, I have a nine to five job. Well, eight to five. <laughs> I'm Tommy. So. That's why you have to get up at 5 a.m. and watch it while you're getting ready for work. Watch Maybe. one before you go to bed. <laughs> watch one on the car on the way to work. Exactly. <laughs> Tommy, where do you live? Where are you from? I live on Long Island in New York. And Aaron, where are you? I am in the south in Arkansas. Well, Danny and I have a question, Aaron, and we need you to help with it. Uh-oh. So if you're born in Arkansas and you get married in Arkansas... But if you move to Texas and you get divorced in Texas, are, are you, you still brother and sister? Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> so just for clarification, because Tommy, you don't really get out of this. So everybody <laughs> talks about the South and how very close our families are. Mm. New York's the same shit in New Jersey. They're mm. all intertwined and intermingled. Island. 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 That's right. Y'all out there on the island sort of cohabitating. Oh, yeah. No. Um, there was a point where I was just like sick of the gay scene here because everybody has dated each other, fucked each other, or knows <laughs> each other. So I had to kind of start spreading my horizons. I was like fucking people in the city, Pennsylvania, Connecticut. I was like, I'll take a ferry. It's fine. Spreading your horizons everywhere, right? May have been talking to someone from Arkansas at one point. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was convinced the person I was supposed to be with was not in New York. (laughs) I was just convinced it was any man, any man that, you know, at the time I was a little desperate. Girl, are you talking, honey, you're talking to the queen of desperation. <laughs> I have done all of it. She has paid a pretty penny for some desperation. <laughs> this is actually her signature fragrance. <laughs> <laughs> desperation <laughs> by Dior. <laughs> it's imported from every corner of the world. <laughs> 
we've just got through talking about guilty pleasures. That was the sort of theme of our episode this week. Do you guys have a guilty pleasure that you'd like to talk about? Oh God, I have many. Um, <laughs> well, okay. So prior to the podcast, I probably would have said soap operas because I feel like it's kind of like it, I used to be a little bit embarrassed. Like if I had took it off work to go to like a soap opera event and then they asked me, Oh, what are you doing? I'd be like, I know soaps writings aren't that great. So I'm telling everyone I know about soaps, like watch it. Watch it. <laughs> watch it. But what's interesting is when you when I mention now that I'm doing something for soap operas, you see people's faces light up, and then then they're like, "Oh, I used to watch, or mm-hmm. I watched this." It's almost like it's their guilty pleasure, and now they feel free to talk about it because I have now admitted that that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I had someone do that to me. She was like, "Days is still on." I was like, "Yes." And Marlena's possessed. Start Again. watching. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I would say my guiltiest pleasure, One, One Tree Hill. That was a show I have never missed. Did you say I, One Tree Hill? One Tree right. Hill. <laughs> it's set in North. It's set in North Carolina. Uh, in it's filmed in Wilmington. I visited Wilmington. I have a tattoo of One Tree Hill. So that would probably be my guiltiest oh. pleasure because I am full force. My dogs are named after characters. But She's I'm not, not crazy. crazy. Well, was that okay? So now you can shoot me because I did know it was filmed in North Carolina, but was that a CW show? It yes. was originally a WB show, okay, and then went to the CW. Thank Sorry, you. I miss the WB was like my guilty pleasure as a kid. I watched anything and everything on that show. Well, the WB, well, was it WB for me? The first one was Buffy, I think. That yes. I yeah. That it, Buffy's why I quit Boy Scouts. I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I, it wasn't the I, only I, reason, but. <laughs> Come on. All right. Why? I, uh, Boy Scouts was at 730 and okay. Buffy wasn't over before eight. So <laughs> I just, I told my mom, I said, I can't do it anymore. And if you're Buffy. <laughs> I remember <laughs> one season of Buffy, I was like making confirmation because I was raised Catholic and the confirmation classes were on Tuesday nights. And I was like, <laughs> I will lose my religion for Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when that the series finale in, my cousin had me go with her and I was like, I better be home at seven. And she was running a little late. I was like, I don't care how fast you gotta drive, drive. <laughs> Not missing the final episode of Buffy. And Dawson's Creek. Oh yes. Oh, that was that our was shot in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Kevin Williamson is from North Carolina, and so any show that he's attached to, he, he prefers to shoot in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? I didn't know that. And sadly, for those of us from North Carolina, the legislature took away the filming credits mm-hmm. about five years ago. So that's why there's so few things mm-hmm. shot in North Carolina now and so many things shot in Georgia because mm-hmm. Georgia said, okay, you don't want it, we'll take it. Yeah. It's sad. You know, the New Dynasty films in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Vampire Diaries filmed in Georgia. A lot of CW stuff films in Georgia or I feel like Canada. Yeah, Vancouver. Yeah. All right. Question of the hour. What's your favorite soap? Days of Our Lives. Days of Our Lives. Oh. <laughs> that there's yeah, I I don't care how bad it gets, I will stay with it. <laughs> Well, my mother is the same way. She's a big Days of Our Lives fan. 
And uh, up until probably about a year ago, she used to record it on a VCR. She would not move upgrade to any other device until I finally got her a uh, streaming setup and got her hooked up on my Peacock channel. So now she can go in and she can watch past episodes that she misses. She can stop and go back and forth. Oh. And it's much better quality. She It has improved her life dramatically. But <laughs> loves her days of her lives. That's my... That's how my nana and mom watch it. They watch it through Peacock, and it's just like, I'm like, oh, look at y'all coming into the new generation. Yeah, exactly. Coming forward. So Aaron's been watching soap since he was, like, in, like, his mom's belly. I was not allowed to watch soap operas growing up. Um, Marlena's possession was probably the reason, because the Catholics uh-huh. don't like that stuff. Probably. I don't know. Well, okay, so my, my mom had me really young, so my grandmother raised me, and she just wouldn't... She was kind of doubling down on being very overprotective because she didn't want to make the same mistake twice. And <laughs> when you're that overprotected, you get sneaky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I remember watching 90210 at an inappropriate age of maybe seven. And there was a love triangle going on. And my grandmother caught wind that I was watching this and she told me I couldn't watch it. And I was like seven years old. I'm like, but it's just getting good. <laughs> so what I started doing was recording it and then getting up at like five in the morning and watching it while everybody was asleep. And then when I turned 10, I got a VCR and a TV in my bedroom and then the floodgates were open. <laughs> and my mom just watched it with me. Yeah, We we would watch Melrose Place and all that days. I remember when I asked her, I was like, what time was I born? She went, let's see, your, your sister was born during the first half of days. Uh, you were during the second half. I remember that. Because where it came on at our time was it came out twelve thirty, so then it would come back for the second half of Days of Our Lives, yeah. So that's that's how involved it is. <laughs> and I started watching Days. I remember it was high school, and it was around finals, like the end of the year. So we had half days, and I would come home around lunchtime, and Days would just be starting, and I'd watch like the first few minutes with my grandmother. And I kind of asked questions and she'd be like, go in the pool or go eat something. Like she would still like shush me away. And then by 4th of July, we were like both sitting down, like having lunch and watching days together. And it's. So (laughs) So I started watching days in high school as well. So a good friend of mine was a days fanatic. He He watched the very first episode of days ever. (laughs) I mean, I remember when Julie was busted for shoplifting. Trust me. Oh, and just so we're clear before I get on to my story, a McDonald Carey's voice has to stay. I know Marlena did a great job, but no, McDonald Carey's voice has to stay. I will hurt both of you if you do a campaign. <laughs> I agree, but I think for the new things they're doing, the spin-offs and stuff, it's appropriate yeah. to have Marlena. I totally agree with you, Tommy. I'm only picking. So, <laughs> So my my friend Jay, he and his mother watched Days, and my mom and I were CBS fans. And at this time, my mom had gone back to work, so Jay's like, oh my God, you have to watch Days of Our Lives. Young and the Restless came on at 12.30, so I'd watch a half hour and then switch to Days of Our Lives. And this is when Julie was trying so hard to marry Doug, and he was married to Lee, his ex-wife who faked an injury. Long story short was, I got fucking hooked and just could never leave it. Never. But wasn't wasn't Doug also married to Julie's mother? Yeah. Yes. That's how Hope is around. Yeah. Yep. Addie. 
Yeah, that's one of my. That's probably my guilty pleasure is telling people the connection, the family. Uh, <laughs> I love. Tree. I would love to see a family tree from days. John, the other day, my husband, we were watching it. He's like, "Who she thinks she is?" Because it's one of the ones we met when we went to Burbank. I went, "Well, she's actually Sarah, but right now she was injected with a drug that makes her think she's Renee Devon, who died like forty years ago. She wrote a diary on the Demera Island, <laughs> and he's just like." <sighs> Okay, so, so Renee, I love Renee. So Renee's sister was Lee, who was married to Doug while Julie was trying to marry Doug. So it, yeah, it's a nice flow chart. But you, I mean, Stefano Demera has been like eighty-seven characters for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> so is <Hope. laughs> and so is John Black. Is he still John Black, or is he somebody else these days? No, he's still John Black. His backstory has just changed. His oh, backstory sorry. changes when, like, they want his son to date somebody like, <laughs> <laughs> that he's related to. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you guys have a favorite soap opera? Well, Danny just answered. I think. Yeah, I did. I talked about days. I mean, I don't watch soap operas anymore, like daytime soaps. I mean, I think nighttime soaps are probably the thing that, like, mm -hmm. it's, you know. Like I love the new, the dynasty reboot. Yeah. Oh, I do too. Oh uh, yeah, me too. Oh lord, like, I was I was on board with the dynasty reboot until they put Alexis in a fucking trailer, oh. and I was like, nope, I'm out. Mm -mm. I just I can't do it. I kind of love that. Although when she when she first arrived in that first episode where she made her appearance, <gasps> yes, walking out and the and the cross flips upside down. I was like, okay, now that's. <laughs> I love that they used the same kind of colors in her dress that when she walked on in the original one. Mm -hmm. I thought that was fun too. She walks into the church. Dance. She walks into the church and she's like, sorry, traffic was a bitch. <laughs> 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 this is why all my major life events just are letdowns because they don't have that dramatic <laughs> moment. <laughs> like as I got married, I'm like, all right, who's going to object? Uh, see. <laughs> <laughs> I went down to Arkansas in December for Aaron and John's wedding. And there was a point where we discussed me interrupting the wedding with an objection. <laughs> I said, <laughs> Disney wanted that dramatic so cool. <laughs> like, I thought do it. Do that it. In, I'd be like, Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> it was down. funny. Tommy said, Should we record your wedding? I said, Yes. And Greg's like, yeah. Should we ask John? I was like, he, It's fine. This is my moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we actually streamed his wedding on our YouTube. <laughs> oh, how cool! Yeah, more random strangers came than my family. <laughs> did you have possum at the the, at the reception center or reception? We didn't. We didn't. Next we time, try to honey, keep it a little classy. Possum delight, honey. Next time. <laughs> Jay, do you have a favorite soap opera? Well, I do remember go, when I going home as a kid, and my babysitter would watch General Hospital. That was oh, General yeah. Hospital, <laughs> and I never knew what was going on, but it was always exciting. And she would sit there, she'd smoke her cigarette, she's like, "All right, the next episode's coming out. Guys, be quiet now." Quarter <laughs> <laughs> Charles. <laughs> Um, and then I, you know, George and I watched Dynasty for, I mean, we binge watched it. I remember coming home once and I was like, what's this, this show? And well, this is, these are the Carringtons and this is about what's going to happen right now. Like, oh, okay. And then, you know, a day later we had gone through two seasons. Once Alexis shows up. Alan, I love though. I do love Fallon for sure. 
Um, I think my favorite soap operas, daytime, so I have daytime and nighttime. So my favorite daytime soap opera is number one, no doubt, Santa Barbara. Loved, loved, loved that soap opera. Uh, followed by Another World, uh, and then Days of, Life, Days of Our Lives, in that order. My nighttime ones, though, were always Savannah, number one, mm -hmm. Dynasty, and Dallas. Who Shot JR was also my first actual short story that I ever wrote. And it was kind in of a high school. Coming <laughs> 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 out story as well. So I use that to sort of come out. So I wonder if I can dig that up somewhere, actually. You know, you send that to Aaron and Tommy and let them proofread it. Yeah. <laughs> George and Jake. And that's, just, that's just like 30 years old. So I thought that was like, yeah. Form it. <laughs> there you go. We, you guys we just started watching Savannah. And uh, because the running joke is Tommy, Tommy's my soap dealer. Uh, he can find any old soap that you need. He has a link. He's like, I, I have an I also have an external hard drive with that, all the yeah. stuff on it. <laughs> so that's um, like, but Savannah yeah. is so like, oh my gosh, it's so good. I love Savannah. It was awesome. And it was only what, two seasons, right? Two seasons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For the longest time, I would have said 90210 was my favorite primetime soap. But thank God for SoapNet because it allowed me to discover <laughs> Knox Landing, and I am obsessed with oh, Knox Landing. I was going to say, Knox Landing, I've never been so disappointed in a show that aired 40 years ago until they killed CG. I was like, so sad. <laughs> like I'm, I'm tweeting this woman too, like, oh, CG's gone. And I'm like, wait, this happened in 84. Like, it's been 40 years. Like, this woman cares. But you just found out. <laughs> I just found out, and I'm treating it like it's brand new news. Like, uh, Lisa Lisa Hartman will like my tweet. I'm like, oh, CG liked it. And, <laughs> just wait a season. <laughs> I, I read well, ahead. So that's a unique thing about both daytime and nighttime soap operas. They are drama, and they are something that, even though some of it's cheesy, some of it's really well done, but it is stuff that you get the same emotion now that you would have gotten 40 years ago. They just mm -hmm. they drive a different car. <laughs> I was gonna when I hear a song, when I hear one of Lisa Hartman's songs, it gets added to my playlist immediately. Oh. I'm like, oh my god, hole in my heart, yes, because now I have a hole in my heart because she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> so do, do you add Danny Romalotti's as well from Young oh and god. Restless? <laughs> I don't, I don't yes. really, I'm not a big Young and the Restless fan. I wasn't a big CBS soap fan, so oh. I don't know a lot about those. So who was the Rick, Rick Springfield character from General uh, Hospital? Uh, yeah, I would have to remember. He's in, he was in this week's uh, soap opera. I like you have a soap opera digest in like arm's reach. Yeah. <laughs> right. At all times. <laughs> you know, most of us keep yeah, different see? kinds of magazines on the bedside table. It's just yeah, a little yeah. bedside table. <laughs> Magazines, right? <laughs> well, it's right. All my little soap opera books are on my little podcasting area. All right. So, a piece of trivia: Do you know who Robin Thicke's mother is, and which soap opera? She yes, yes. Um, she was on Days of Our Lives. Yep. Uh, what is her name? Blonde. Yep. Uh, I know. Uh, you I, know I know. I know. Rick wants to answer <laughs> for you, but come on, Aaron. I don't you like. Know. All right, so uh, it's Gloria Loring. Gloria Loring, yeah. Liz Chandler, and they had a uh, hit song with, uh, is it? Carl Allen. That, uh, Friends and Lovers. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. 
And it was it was a number one song in the nation for a little while. I mean, it was it was big big news. The fact that you know a soap opera star and some you know had a duet with a guy and it went to number one and it was big news. And of course, it was a huge bonus ratings for Days of Our Lives. Yeah. So at the height of the success, the character in the show gets shot in the throat, and they don't think she'll ever sing again. <gasps> yeah. Really? Oh. oh yeah. So so she goes through like I don't know fourteen seasons of you know neck surgery. No, not really. But I mean, but she was like beloved. So she sang on a lot of the episodes. So they yeah, were, I remember her singing tonight. I celebrate my love, the Bowen yes. song. Yes. Yep. I don't think that was her song. It was a cover, right? Uh, it was it was a cover. Uh, but who did that? Uh, I bought that song. Black and yeah, that, Maybe. yeah, or Donny Hathaway, one of the other people. Well, I think you're right. So, it, but it's it's funny how you know we think of soap opera, or some people think of soap operas as like this distant world, but they do touch. I mean, obviously, they touch a broad amount of people when you have a soap opera star having a number one hit. Mm-hmm. Any anyway, bodies were not number one. Just so we're clear. <laughs> what about Jack Wagner though from General Hospital? Oh, Jack Wagner yeah. sang. He had a singing he had career. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd be hesitant to call it a career. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there were a lot of soap opera stars who didn't sing. Thank God. <laughs> and we'd be remiss if we don't talk about Susan Lucci, who is um, like the woman who pushes the boulder up the hill for a whole career before she gets an Emmy. So you know what? God bless her yeah. for not quitting. And then her daughter was in a soap as well. Oh, is Passions. that true? Oh. Yeah. yeah. She, play, she played one of the most hated women on that show. No See, one yeah. like Gwen. No one like Gwen. It's Hollywood Boulevard right here. Uh, <laughs> is that a daytime or a primetime Emmy? That's a daytime. One day my soap will win a daytime Emmy. Because I have a <laughs> you know, I've written and created a soap. You, uh, you have to talk about that. <laughs> it's this is how much I know I talk about soaps just in general. Is because I had a professor who he was a the, uh, speech professor, but he was doing radio theater on campus. And he comes up to me, he's like, I know you like soap operas. I was like, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he said, Would you write like a short little maybe four or five episodes and we'll perform it? I was like, You got it. I was like, I've been training for this since high school. <laughs> <laughs> the dorky little boy with his notebook sitting in the back, just writing characters and plot lines and things like that. And <laughs> that's the one I have revamped and made it gayer because back in 2009, 2010, we you were still afraid. supposed to not talk about it as much. We could allude to things, but not discuss it openly. Mm-hmm. I was like, hmm, welcome to Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, it's now welcome to Florida. Yeah, yeah. Tommy, uh, one time I keep telling about characters, and I go, "Oh, well, they're going to be gay, or they'll be bisexual." He's like, "Aaron, not everyone can be gay." I was like, "Challenge accepted." (laughs) (laughs) I'll make it happen. So you know, it could be in a retirement community in Palm Springs now, (laughs) or in Wilton Manors in Florida. There are lots of gay people. (laughs) You can make a whole neighborhood. Sounds like a spinoff, right? <laughs> so tell us about the soap opera. I want to hear all about it. Because you know I'm a big fan. I, oh, I know. Right there. Well, we're in our first season. We actually just recorded episode 15. So I'm really proud that I've actually accomplished all of this. Like kind of 
Tommy and my husband will read the scripts and we have someone who will listen to the episodes. But other than that, I've written all 15. I've produced all 15 and did all the, get at the acting. And that's been challenging because we have a character from Australia. So time zone. Uh, uh, that's always fun. <laughs> but it's just, it's family. It's about drama. It's over the top campiness. Cause I love camp. Um, we joke that Aaron Spelling and James Riley, who written like the possession storyline and buried alive raised me because my storylines are very over the top. Mm-hmm. So love it. Well, I love it. So what's the name of the show? Oh, well, that is very important. Isn't it? Tomorrow's a new day. Yes. yes I <laughs> so last year, originally he, he decided he wanted to reboot this project. And originally he was doing it in a blog format and he was posting basically the scripts on blog on a blog. And this was before we started the podcast. So then he asked me to start the podcast. And then we started kind of talking to more podcasters, people who actually have done scripted uh, audio dramas and he ripped it down and he decided he was going to turn it into an audio drama. <laughs> yeah. Cause I built the website. I used a Wix site. So, cause I don't know a lot about coding, but built a website and everything so that I want to give my actors like the full experience of what it's like to actually maybe be in a production. Well, because I don't want them to think it's just something little. Like I'm like, Nope, you have your cast photos on there. You know, we're treating this like it is one of the big daytime players. It's like going back to the beginning because soap opera started Mm -hmm. on radio. Yeah. The podcast is basically radio. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys are doing a great job. I'm a huge, huge fan of it. So thank you. Well it took a while for me to realize that you were the one doing the <laughs> the suspect charts. I was like, I I "Oh, did. that's Rick, Rick, like Rick from Queer." <laughs> yes, very early on, I told Aaron, "I was like, I feel like before the killer is revealed, I should probably at least memorialize this in a text with you, just so I can prove if I'm right." Okay, I'm None of my none of my cast wanted to know who the killer was. Even the killer who didn't know they were the killer. I was like, oh my God, but it might help you to know, but they wouldn't let me tell them. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we finally got to discuss it, and it's like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders. <laughs> so it was a surprise to the killer. I love it. That's an homage. <laughs> right well, I didn't is. know I was the killer. It is. <laughs> I'm the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. so the big question is, the big question is, when can Queer Magnolias come on, be a part of uh, Tomorrow's a New Day? When do we get our lines written in? Anytime, just tell me. Two, you just wrap season <laughs> oh, yeah. one. I, I, I'm working <laughs> on season two. You tell me what you want to do. You got it. All right. Perfect. That I works. So, so with Queers I'll, and Snake. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Aaron. Oh, no. I was just saying, I will create whatever you want. I'm very, I'm easy to work with. There you go. So as Queers and Soaps, tell us where we can find you on your social medias and which platforms. So it's at Queers and Soaps on all social media platforms. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Where are we? Anchor. Anchor. iTunes. Spotify. Fantastic. I'm a hustler. I'm putting us out everywhere. (laughs) There you go. That's that's the way you get ahead of the crowd. That's what I love about y'all. Like, we got our first couple of trolls, and I'm like, screenshot it. We have to keep it. Like, to find <laughs> like, Because, you know, queers and soaps, I think some people think we deal with soaps, like, to clean with. Because oh. he, <laughs> this troll was like, 
wash the demons away. I was like, wrong soaps. Wash the demons away. I was like, oh my gosh, our fans, our fans should be called queer demons. I'm like, that'd be wonderful. Yeah. It's funny because we both like we had I think we had an issue with the word queer, like just having it in the title because we felt like it would like put people off. But now we don't care. Mm -mm. Um, Aaron's like, I have family members who have never seen the word queer so much in their life all over his social media. <laughs> we, we feel the same way. We had the same um, concern. Well, I think we sort of embraced it a little bit in yeah. the beginning. Uh, mm -hmm. But we had sort of the same feedback some, from some people. And yeah. some of our uh, listeners and followers who are older have like, uh, their, their concerns was like, this has always been a bad word for me. I have so much issue saying it. And I'm like, that's the point that we're trying to get across. We're mm -hmm. taking back the power from this word. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly yeah. what I wanted to do. Because I remember being called that word all the time. I always, I always make, I make a joke about stuff. So I'm like, you can call me whatever you want to call me. Just don't call me fat. That's the only F word I don't like. Right. My generation, I feel like being called uh, the F word, I don't want to say it, <laughs> um, was how you were made fun of. Like, I don't, like, queer, people identify as queer, so I didn't feel like it was, like, a derogatory thing. I feel like we reclaimed it, and it's a positive thing now, but... Uh, so here's a fun fact. Originally, because I love Gossip Girl, I wanted our podcast to be called Gossip Gaze, but there's already a Gossip Gays uh, podcast out there. <laughs> right. And it actually looks pretty interesting. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> but so then I was trying, I was playing around with different words and I was like thinking about the TV show Queer as Folk. And that's how I was like, Queers and Soaps. Queers and, and that's how it, we kind of did like a spin on that. And that's how we came up with Queers and Soaps. Well, it works. We love it. And we're big fans <laughs> of the show. So oh, oh, thank you. Well, speaking of history, um, as my Aunt Lucy used to say, my eyes used to drive all this history. <laughs> Should we head back inside and have some more? Oh, God, I want another. All right. <laughs> Possibly. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for joining, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening in. And if you want more, you can find us at Queer Magnolias on Twitter and at Queer Magnolias Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. We'd love to hear your comments and your feedback. And you can listen to us on Spotify, iHeart, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else you might find podcasts. Thanks for listening.